Decade Bird Publishing presents an audio drama of Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. One. How beautiful was the universe, Luke thought. How beautifully flowing, glorious and aglow, like the robe of a queen. Ice black and clean in its emptiness, its solitude, so unlike the motley collage of spinning dust motes men called their worlds, where the human bacteria throve and multiplied and slaughtered one another, all so that one might say he stood a little higher than his fellows. In depressed moments, he felt sure there was no really happy living matter on any of those worlds, only a plethora of destructive human diseases which fought and raged constantly against one another, a sequence of cancerous civilizations which fed on its own body, never healing, yet somehow not quite dying. A particularly virulent strain of one of those cancers had killed his own mother and father, then his Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. It had also taken from him the man he had learned to respect more than any other, the elderly Jedi Knight, Ben Kenobi. Although he had seen Kenobi struck by the lightsaber of Darth Vader on board the now obliterated Imperial Death Star battle station, he could not be certain the old wizard was truly dead. Vader's saber had left only empty air in its wake. That Ben Kenobi had departed this plane of existence was unarguable. What no one could tell was what level of existence he had passed into. Maybe death, and maybe not. There were times when Luke experienced an agreeable, crawly sensation, as if someone were lurking just behind him. That unseen presence occasionally seemed to move arms and legs for him, or to supply suggestions and thoughts when his own mind was helplessly blank blank as that of the former farm boy of Tatooine's desert world. Unseen spirits or not, Luke reflected grimly. If there was one thing he was sure of, it was that the callow youth he had once been was dead and dry as dust. In the rebel alliance of worlds struggling against the corrupt rule of the imperial government, he held no formal title. But no one taunted him or called him farm boy, not since he had helped destroy the bloated battle station secretly built by Grand Moff Tarkin and his henchman, Darth Vader. Luke had no experience with titles, hence no use for them. When the rebel leaders offered him any reward within their ability to grant, he had asked only to be permitted to continue piloting a fighter in the Alliance's service. Some thought his request unduly modest, but one shrewd general disagreed, explaining how Luke might be more valuable to the rebellion without a title or commission which, the veteran pointed out to his colleagues, would serve only to make the youth a prime target for imperial assassination. 
So Luke remained the pilot he'd always wanted to be, perfecting his flying skills and always unceasingly wrestling with the force Ben Kenobi had enabled him to begin to understand. No time for meditating now, he reminded himself as he studied the instruments of his X-Wing fighter. A glance forward showed the brilliant pulsing sunball of Sir Carpus Major. Its devastating radiance stopped down to viewable intensity by the phototropic material of the transparent port itself. Everything okay back there, R2? Receiving you, Princess. My port engine is beginning to generate unequal radiation pulses. How bad? Bad enough, Luke. I'm losing control already, and the inequality's getting worse. I don't think I'm going to be able to compensate. We'll have to stop at the first base down below on Mimban and have the problem corrected. You can't possibly make it safely to Circarpus 4? I don't think so, Luke. I might make near orbit, but then we'd have to deal with official repair systems and couldn't set down as planned. We'd miss the meeting, and we can't miss it. Resistance groups from all over the Circarpus system are going to be there. If I don't arrive, they'll panic. We'll have one stang of a time getting them to surface again. And the Circarpus worlds are vital to the rebellion, Luke. I still don't think... Don't make me make it in order, Luke. <sighs> According to my information tapes, Memban doesn't have a repair station, Leia. In fact, Memban might not even have an emergency standby station. It doesn't matter, Luke. I have to make the conference, and I'm going down while I still have some real control. Surely, in a system as populous as this one, any world with a breathable atmosphere is going to be equipped with facilities for emergency repair. Your data must be old or else you're searching the wrong tapes. You can prove it by shifting your communicator monitor to frequency 0461. Sound familiar? That's a directional landing beacon, all right. But there's still nothing in the listings on either Imperial or Alliance tapes. If we... Leia! Princess Leia! Lost lateral controls completely now, Luke. I've got to go down! I don't deny the presence of the beacon. Maybe we'll get lucky. Try to shift power to your port controls. I'm doing the best I can. Stop moving around, 3PO, and watch your ventral manipulators. Sorry, Princess Leia. But what if Master Luke is correct and there is no station below? We could find ourselves marooned forever on this empty world. Without companionship. Without knowledge tapes. Without... without lubricants. You heard the beacon, didn't you? Close, Luke. I lost my starboard dorsal engine completely. I cut port dorsal 90% to balance guidance systems. I know. I've cut power to slow with you. Try to set us down gently, please, princess. 
Rough landings do terrible things to my internal dry rows. They're not so good on my insides either. Besides, you've nothing to worry about. Droids can't get spacesick. R2, let me know if you spot anything unusual on our way down. Keep all your sensory plugins on full power. There's something funny in the clouds here, Princess. I don't know what, but... Luke, you're worrying too much. You'll worry yourself to death at an early age. And that would be a waste of... Leia! Leia, are you... No, Control, Luke. Instruments, Raplanza. I'm trying to get done in one piece. If we... R2-D2! Yes, I'm okay. I think. I don't know what you're saying, R2, without 3PO to translate for us. But I can guess. I don't know where he and the princess are. I'm not even sure where we are. 